Hello and welcome to Pod for Norga, the podcast that is a long way from southern Norway, a long way to go. I'm Jack in the rainy city of Oslo, Norway, but I'm joined, but there's two people who are always sunny in my life. Always. join me over in America, and those two people are... It's Kevin. And John. And we are here today to cover the Norwegian television... No, television... Television? What am I saying? The you Norwegian watched it on film. a television. I Epic did. Narvik. War movie. Hitler's... No, it's called Narvik, Hitler's First Defeat, or Kampen om Narvik, which came out in 2022. Is This is all part of the Year of Erlen. Yes. Even when Erlen Erlen's not doesn't, show up, doesn't show up to the podcast. Doesn't he's out camping. Even, he doesn't have a good excuse. He's just like, I just no. don't want to. It's Norwegians. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. It's, it's the summer in Norway. It's July. No one is working. Everything is shut down. He has just retreated to the woods. It's, That's it's fair. what he does. As, as yes. Norwegians are wont to do. Yes. From time to time. As um, God intended. But I, but I have been uh, assured that he will still watch the movie and send me a recording of his thoughts in the categories, which we will put at the end of the podcast as we continue our march towards a possible pizza party. Possible. Uh, possible. Mm. We have to have an average rating from Erlen of, I think we said 3.5? Yeah. I think that's right. We should have his, maybe it should be tiered. Like if it's 3.5 exactly, it's only cheese pizza. But if it's like 3.75 or 4, we actually get an interesting topic. We get like, oh, this, yeah, we get like some sausage and peppers and like a supreme yeah, pizza. Exactly. Exactly. A what supreme, if he gets like a five four. average? If he gets like a five average, then we have to like put like gold truffle leaf, oil, like truffles I, yeah. on there. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah. God, my bureau's been super into like truffles on pizza lately. It's been, it's been great, but she's like, <laughs> it's 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 a whole thing. Um, it is. She a, has her, her hobbies. A wild logistical thing getting truffles out to the world from. So, yeah, is that this is the thing that like you need to have like a pig come help you find, right? Yeah, is, right. That they like dig them up in the ground. Yes, and they're did it's it like very um, it's like yeah. Manual. Didn't Nicholas Cage just made a movie about this? Who did? I remember listening to a podcast. Like a, there was a podcast about like a scandal because like I, 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 it's like French truffles are like highly valued, but they were, they're they were taking truffles from China that were like grown in China, and then they would ship them to France to be packaged, and then they would be listed as a product of France. Huh. It, you know, so I was trying to like That's get not around the system. How that works? Yes. Yeah. Anyway, anywho, um, welcome to the Truffle Podcast, where we talk about yeah. truffles. <laughs> we, oh, we For the longest time, I thought truffles were like oh, a chocolate thing. Yeah, I do. You know, yeah, I was thinking the other day, why is an eggplant called an eggplant? Like, as, as opposed to an aubergine? Because yeah, I, aubergine I, always, like, works I think that's bad better. marketing. Yeah, a better name for it. Um, eggplant so is hit, not Hitler. You know who hated eggplant? Actually, he was a vegetarian, so he was probably fine with it. But Hitler. Hitler hated. Um, yeah, most he most we, other things. Uh, yes, he he did like invading places. He did like including uh, the country of Norway. What um, does real quick before we start? What does Kampen yes. Narvik? Camp Narvik. Kampen Om Narvik is means the Battle of Narvik. Oh, okay, a um, battle of the Kampen. Yeah, right. Kampen. Yeah. Right. Okay. 
Compton on Narvith. Yeah. Um, and God, it's good. It's, it sucks that Erlen's not here because this is going to be an interesting um, one. One thing is, uh, uh, we'll get into this one. Historical accuracy wise? Yes. Uh, yes, I have a lot of information because, as you guys know, I have, I'm kind of a, a World War II nerd. Kind of? Observed yes. through osmosis from my father. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you're, but, you're uh, in so your mid 30s now. Like that's, that's I know. When, I'm, I'm entering dad mode. Like, <laughs> the time. Uh, you start yeah. then like World War II, then Gettysburg. That's when. Oh that's yeah. When you know you're like deep in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did notice. I do now make a noise every time I, I get up off the couch. I go. Yep. <laughs> like when I, mm-hmm. when I stand up, and that's uh, yeah, that's not fun. Yeah. Um, constantly checking the thermostat. Um, <laughs> this movie. Narvik, Hitler's First Defeat, is uh, directed by Eric Scholbajerg, uh, who we know from yeah. Occupied. Yeah, Occupied. His name is spelled S K J O L D B J A E connected A R G. Okay, that's a tough one. That but is, he yeah. directed <laughs> Occupied, he mm-hmm. directed Nukas, and he also directed a TV show which uh, I think John mentioned before we haven't yet watched, which is the the Lauren Scoob disappearance about that billionaire's wife who went missing. or true story that happened oh, like yeah. five years ago. Yeah, ah. yeah. Oh. And he probably it is widely suspected that the uh, that the guy uh, murdered his wife. You know, like they do. Um, this is written by Christopher Grinda, who uh, also wrote Nukas uh, and the Wave. Uh, and who else am I got here? This stars Christine Hartigen, who we've seen in Beforeners, as well as The Twelfth Man, and Carl Martin Egsbe from uh, the uh, very popular Norwegian television show Scam, as well as we saw him in Betrayed. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't forget, and also our yes, boy Berg. Henrik Mestad, <laughs> Jesperberg. Yeah. By the way, if you haven't, while I'm doing these introductions, have you seen the uh, the image that is on Hendrik Mestad's uh, Wikipedia for himself? Oh, his Wikipedia? No. Yeah, uh, no. Am... <laughs> you should check it out. I just Kevin can describe it when it comes up. I think it's on both his English and his Norwegian one. You know, it normally you have a picture, is... like a normal picture of yourself. Awesome! Oh my god. <laughs> okay, so he is, is Eric Mestad, astride a horse, with. What I d- can describe, I guess, is a, a Nordic medieval armor, chainmail yeah. s- suit of armor with a, like a metal helmet with a thing coming down over his nose and, and gloves and a bl- big blue cape with fur uh, frills. Yeah. And he is. You should read it. What does it say? Who is wave? Who who's he playing? There's something I I, I it says he was playing some like Olaf King Olaf the Second of Norway. Yeah, in the he's Saint like Olaf the Saint. Yeah, so he's the big, he's the saint, like the patron saint of Norway, who, who there was a big battle, uh, kind of in the middle of Norway around Trondheim. And, and, saint uh, Olaf, yeah, we saw Saint, we met Saint Olaf, uh, as played by Stig, uh, Henrik Hoff. No, yes. no, no, the other, no, not the, he played the other, the guy fighting Saint Olaf. Is this in Beforeners? Beforeners, that's yeah. right. Yeah, oh yeah, this is it, God, it all comes full circle. I, right? I mean, notably... The uh, the Wikipedia photo is super helpful because you can in no way see his face, so it could that be is, any, yeah, any man very, in the world. If you didn't know it was him, you would not know. Have you ever edited something on Wikipedia? Yeah, yeah. A few times. Okay, so what are the rules on like 
who gets to decide what the photo is of the guy because it's like there are there are guidelines so- I, I think and uh and this one clearly falls within it. i don't well, yeah i don't know it, if it's like imdb where they where the actors get to choose which are there like yeah, top like four a, a like how, how do you want to yeah, yeah. Headshot. i don't know if that's it's the community same consensus right and but i think they also try to find ones that are uh released under creative commons license if they can uh, and so key. maybe that some fan took this photo and it's Creative Commons license, but if you click on it, it should have that information. Yes, it Could does. Could we make a Wikipedia for our podcast? Uh, we are probably not notable enough, tragically. Wow. Ouch. John, I don't thanks. Know. I Sorry. Don't know. But when we hit 10 years, which we're only a few years away from. Oh, God. Jeez. Oh, God. Oh, my God. There's <laughs> a long. Five, six. This is seven, I think. Oh, that's all. That's uh, don't don't even remind me. Um, I'm gonna jump into the summary of this podcast as yeah. written by Chat GPT. Uh, <laughs> for those who don't know, during World War II, Norwegian soldier Corporal Gunnar Tofta returns home to Narvik to celebrate his son Ulla's birthday. However, German soldiers invade the town, and Gunnar's wife Ingrid and the son Ulla are caught in the chaos. The Germans take control of the town and enlist Ingrid as a translator at a hotel where she works, while Gunnar himself is captured. Ingrid befriends the British consul, Ross, and agrees to help him by stealing military plans for the Germans. When the British Navy attacks the German destroyers in the harbor, Ingrid manages to maintain a map of the German artillery positions and passes it on to Ross. In the ensuing bombardment, Gunnar's father is killed and Ulla is injured. Later, Gunnar escapes captivity and joins the Allied forces against the Germans. Ingrid, feeling guilt over her collaboration, decides to leave Narvik with Ulla. When Gunnar returns to Narvik, he learns about Ingrid's collaboration, but is eventually reunited with her and Ulla. Amidst the bombing, Ingrid and Ulla leave to a fishing boat, and Gunnar follows as they escape Narvik before the Germans retake the city. Uh, pretty accurate. Uh, yeah, no, that's pretty spot on. If a bit AI boring. The, the chat yeah, GPT yeah. is never, a, never like, I don't know. It doesn't give you that dramatic read. flair. It doesn't, uh, ChatGPT doesn't know how to tell a story. I saw, I, I It's why I can't tell a podcast. joke, right? Yeah, it, it only knows it, how to say the next word. Next word, yes. Yeah, so it doesn't it have the ability it to, like, It can't structure. Yeah, yeah there's no structure ability, structural ability. But luckily, this, uh, well, we that's why humans uh, exist. AI. Yes, yeah, exactly. Um, guys, this is, I think, I have written down, this is the fifth World War II movie we've covered. Uh, we have covered Max Manus, The Twelfth Man, King's Choice, and Betrayed. Um, it won't be the last uh, one, that's for sure. Where uh, it's a well that Norwegians like to go back to because they are, of course, middle-aged dads mm-hmm. over here. Mm-hmm. Um, how does this rank? Uh, you, what are you guys' overall thoughts on this movie, Kevin? I am. Uh, I I I enjoyed this. Mm-hmm. In uh, I, mean, I liked it, but yeah. Structurally, I had a lot of issues with the time jump. I mean, I know it's a, it's like, yeah. a, it's a, it's mm-hmm. a real life, it, you know, true story yeah. kind of thing where you have to tell what happened. Mm-hmm. But I thought it, I mean, one, love the special effects, the the, the practical mm-hmm. special effects, like the actual explosion, like where people get the mm-hmm. scene where, uh, um, What's her? The his wife is um, running. Ingrid, Ingrid is running uh, up the stairs and oh, gets blasted and then gets like 
thrown back. Oh yeah, during the, the actual bombardment of it, her uh, yeah apartment building. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, that is probably probably yeah. one hurt a lot for her to do because there's probably like a it was probably like a harness on her back and sure. they just as she ran up and then they just yanked her backwards as they yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, so no. overall, so yeah. Kevin, you you an overall okay, like an okay, overall, like I, I, it, was, the vibe, it was okay. It wasn't my favorite I, among the ones that we've done. I find it. I, I think I'm with you. I, I I wrote. I I said this is a perfectly serviceable wartime drama. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Uh, John, how about you? Where, I, where do you come on this one? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I think it was too long. Um, by you know mm. a, a decent amount. I think it was like basically trying to capture the Norwegian war experience. I mean, not the whole thing, but like a fair bit of the sweep of it in one go, more or less, uh, mm, it, it, yeah. with the bat, with the initial battle as kind of like a microcosm for Norway and the war. Uh, and I don't know, that's a lot of story to tell. Um, mm-hmm. So. I Did you guys know much about the about like the campaign in Nor- or like the the war in Norway. Uh, I, no, I thought they literally. I I mean I I think I knew that there was some naval fighting, um, and I know that the Norwegian army weighed down its arms. That's kind of what I remember. I did not realize that there was a group that picked them back up at some point briefly. Would Would you like me to tell you an absurd amount of stupid background information? I would, lo- but real quick, it, it was. Yes, but they, go ahead, go ahead, this was before. They like this was before this, the Battle of Narvik happened. Before they laid down their arms, right? Like they yes. So yeah, because I think they did. The the Norwegians never formally surrendered as a as a country, right? You know, right. They, they, as we know, the kings no. said the king fled. The king said no and fled. And, yeah. um, and and fled uh, to, to as they they wage kind of a, a, um, a sabotage based war from from abroad. Right, but I can I can tell you more about the the background about this because okay. I I think uh, Kevin Kevin was had a good uh, I knew a bit about this battle from beforehand, which is why going into it I was a bit worried about how it, it, it it's a weird structure to the battle in because also one thing is like oh it's the it's Hitler's first defeat and I'm like yeah but you know like the Germans ultimately you know yeah. This all takes place in 1940, and we know, you know, this goes for another it five years. It goes on for a little but, bit longer, yeah. Yeah, so I, I can tell a little bit of the background. So obviously, Please. World War II started in uh, September 1939, in, the, on the, in Europe went with the invasion of Poland, yada, yada, yada. And then there, that started a period that is called the Phony War, in case you've ever heard of that. So it's called the Phony War oh, because yeah. it kind of, because not a lot happened. You know, Germany and France... Uh, and England were all formally at war with one another, and but there weren't large-scale, um, at least like land-based battles going right, on, right. and so there was kind of this waiting, like seeing what's what's actually going to happen, and it was mostly a naval, you know, people sinking each other's ships out in in the Atlantic, and, right, and, and the North Sea. The, the sea doesn't count for a war. The sea doesn't count because yeah, sailors, you know, yeah, you know, they're not people. They're mer, mer people. They're mer people. Yes. Yes. Um, there is, uh, uh, and uh, as noted in this, um, uh, in, the, in the beginning of the movie, so uh, Germany got a lot of its iron ore from Sweden and mm-hmm. uh, would ship it through to the ports in Narvik, um, and Norway desperately wanted to avoid being involved in the conflict. Um, they wanted to sit out, just like they had sat out World War I uh, neutral. It was, they, they thought of it, not their fight. Sat, um, yeah, sat out, I don't, I don't necessarily know that's like... Uh, the co- the connotation of sat like they were like hey we're gonna it, it, sitting out for their own survival they're like we have no yes we have no dog in this fight we we're yeah. 
Yes. So, Black, Black uh, you know, just br- British, sideline. Nazis, yeah. same thing. Yes. Um, yes. There was about, uh, uh, there are some incidents that, that happened that I, I do like, and I think I may have mentioned this before, um, but in case uh, you, you don't remember, uh, uh, just feign like, uh, uh, like I, I haven't. Oh, um, yeah. There was yeah, this yeah. thing called the, the, Alt, the Altmark incident in which, um, so Norway uh, declared its neutrality and would allow ships from both Germany the U- and the UK or allied countries to pass, um, quote unquote, freely through and use those ports, which is why they, they noted that like... Um, both the British and the Germans were getting ore uh, shipments and taking them out. There that, was a yeah. demilitarized area around the major ports. Um, so any ships, uh, ha- uh, actually warships, had to stay out uh, of this uh, this kind of like bubble around each of the, the major port cities like mm-hmm. Narvik, Trondheim, Bergen. Yeah. And then there was one incident in which um, a, a German warship was passing through and wanted permission to go through the restricted zone in Norway. So the uh, Norwegians uh, did an inspection. They roll up and said, "Okay, well, we need to come onto your boat." And this boat was full of German, uh, of uh, British POWs. Mm-hmm. And the POWs started making noise and started banging, 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 and started yelling. So the Norwegian guy was like, uh, "Sounds like you got POWs. You can't take POWs through here. We don't want to be involved." Yeah. So they he wrote up a report said, "We formally deny you uh, entry in there." And then they sent the, the Norwegians sent the report back to headquarters in Oslo. Headquarters in Oslo was like, oh, God, we don't want to be involved. Just let them through. We're overriding it. Let them through. The British were almost certainly wiretapping these communications of the Norwegians because they suddenly became aware, like, what? There's a boat full of British POWs. So they sailed in and started shadowing the and trying to box in this this uh, German ship as it's going around the port, uh, going around the coast of Norway. Mm-hmm. So they're blocking in and they real the German ship realizes we are going to, we're trapped, we're boxing, there's nothing we could do. So they just bank into a fjord and just start sailing in upward into a fjord because they have no other choice what to do. Yeah. They roll up. The meanwhile, the Norwegians are screaming at both sides. Like you are, this is <laughs> against all like aspects of sovereignty. <laughs> Please yeah. stop, back yeah. away. Two different countries a- yeah. attacking each other on a different, that is. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's there and they're like, they're, they're freaking thing. out. There was a, the British, I, the British guy call the British commander calls the German commander and says, stop now or we'll fire or whatever. And the German guy famously says, I have my orders and just keeps uh, rolling on. Goes in, blo- it, the, the, it goes up into the fjord. It gets trapped in some ice and the port, like the, the Norwegians are losing their mind. The British decide we're rolling. Oh, we're just going into the fjord. We're going yeah. in after it. They get a boarding party of Royal Marines to go get ready to storm this German boat. They go, they roll up as the Germans see it. The German boat is a bigger boat and tries to then, like at the last minute, ram the British one in order yeah. to sink it before they can get on. The British one lightly gets hit. The troops all board. They storm it. There's a gun battle. They rescue the British POWs and get back in and then sail off, you know, to freedom. The German boat, you know, what they, they kind of just leave the German boat there. Yeah. The German boat eventually leaves. The, the Norwegians are heavily embarrassed. It's all fucking crazy. Anyway, this would have been a cool movie, I thought. I was about, um, and I'm, I'm on the Wikipedia page. What, yeah. There were no, uh, no um, British soldiers lost. and Yeah, no casualties. No, no ca- yeah, uh, sounds like one, a pretty cool story. Wounded. And eight yeah. killed, eight, eight Nazis, yeah. ten wounded. So that's yeah. the next story. That's the next that movie is, we yeah. want to watch. Got to make it. So, 
this uh, this uh, incident uh, uh, kind of accelerated the understanding. Like there is go someone is going to have to take Norway, and yeah. the British. That's when the British, which they again note in this movie, the British start mining the harbor. Yeah, and they had this whole plan that was called Plan R four, in which. In the event of an invasion of Norway by Germany, the UK had this plan that they are going to rush troops. They, if they see an invasion fleet coming in, they're going to rush troops into the major ports because it's incredibly important to hold these ports for logistics and for resupply. Mm -hmm. So if they can seize Narvik, Trondheim, and Bergen and hold that, then they could fend off uh, any invasion and really slow down the Germans. And which is this whole idea, like, maybe the battle, all of World War II is just going to be fought in Norway, which, yeah. you know, obviously didn't end up happening. Right. <laughs> so what ended up did happening when the Germans launched this invasion plan called Operation Veserbung, um, they put the they put these five task forces for each of the major areas. You know, um, you know those ports which I mentioned plus Oslo, Narvik. The one in Narvik had to go the farthest. So it deployed very early on, to, so that they could all simultaneously simultaneously attack the major ports. Mm. The British completely dropped the ball because they saw this invasion force. And instead of rushing in to go help, they said, this is probably a fleet that's going out into the Atlantic, that's going to be going west uh, towards America to go. We think it's going out to just harass ships in the Atlantic, even though the ships were not designed, a bunch of them were not designed for Atlantic Ocean. Right. So they, they yeah, they fucked up. Way to go, Britain. Yeah. So they, I mean, this invasion went in. They took, uh, the Germans took Trondheim without firing a shot. They just rolled in and, you know, like like we see in the movie here, like some of the Norvik, like, like this is, we're going to get squashed. Yeah. So they gave it up. And, uh, the oh. two, sh in Norway, in Narvik, yeah. the two ships, there were two small Norwegian, uh, uh, like, destroyers, or even, I think they were even smaller ships, that refused to surrender and were immediately sunk. So... Mm. Salute to those guys, yeah. and then and then we and now we get into the events of the movie. So this takes place over you know a couple of, of weeks as as they uh, the the French and the Germans were a, able to land a bunch of troops, which is like very a lot of people didn't know this like that like French and Germans were out in the snow I, fighting yeah. off the I, Nazis and the Polish, yeah, and the Polish. God bless the Polish there. Which yeah, you know, the Poles had their own shit that they were dealing with. So yeah, yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. um, this. Uh, Terrible coordination between these armies, and then they had to get pulled uh, get pulled back, um, and the Norwegians were unable to to, to to hold off the Germans on their own. Um, this one thing you you, you may know that um, these battles took place at least at the end of the movie took place at the same time as the Dun Dunkirk. I was about to say, uh, yeah, like very, very similar. It, what happened? Yeah, themes, the Germans yeah. came. The, the Germans came around and, and rolled into Belgium, and 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 then eventually we were going to France, and so the French were like, shit, fuck Norway. We're get, we got to get back out out of yeah. here, and so that's why. Like, it's cool. They, I mean, I assume a lot of people have seen have seen um, uh, Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk movie, so it's cool to like kind of place those in in the, in the same times on that. Yeah. So that is my big background thing. So given that, very cool. Very well. I, Thank you, thank you. Well, it's a lovely presentation. Nerdy, nerdy, nerdy shit. Um, yeah. We can. T I, I'd love to talk a bit uh, more about um, some of the major set pieces of the movie. Um, like there's the big uh, bridge demolition at the beginning, yeah. the nighttime bombardment, which Kevin already noted, uh, the trench battle, and then I have the the storming of the hill at the end where they're trying to take out that can oh, uh, that kind of railway cannon. I will say the the battle scenes were pretty were pretty dope. Um, yeah, I really yeah. enjoy like. Some of the things, some of the, like the sneaking up behind the Germans, seemed a yeah, little yeah. unrealistic. But it might have happened. It might have actually happened like that. I don't. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Mm. 
I liked. I think my favorite was the trench battle. I've seen way mm. too much. Uh, I, I'm again. I'm my brain's already broken from like all the GoPro Ukrainian trench footage I've oh seen, God. which is oh, I need geez. to stop watching. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that that pretty that that I mean, I, and it, trench battles, dude. Like that's always harrowing because some guy pulls a knife. It's, it's it, and I yeah. can and I, I don't want to talk to the the bridge demolition now that I am a father and we all know that I can't handle any of those bits when he realizes his family is on the bridge and Ula is running and he's like, Papa! Yeah. I just, I, well, I can't, I can't But that's the it. thing. He, I don't think that was Ula that said that. Oh, was it? No, okay. if, I don't yeah, it, it didn't make uh, I had a question about that because they, they come out of the, yeah. the, the tunnel mm-hmm. and then we get a, a, a faraway shot of a kid running forward mm-hmm. say, yelling, Papa! And then... Yeah. Um, bunch of soldiers oh, yeah, he's running in towards the him. tunnel and then he the dad has to like, go through the the crowd to try and find his mm. wife and kid okay yeah so I don't yeah think was, i don't know if that's i think i mean it's I, either I, that or a continuity error of, of, of some sort <laughs> i mean there I, may have been so, another another uh dad in there father, yeah I, I mean they yeah. so just uh they did not succeed in blowing up the bridge right they uh no they damaged it they damaged it, but it didn't yeah, fall. Yeah. It didn't fall, no. No. It no, probably no. couldn't support a train anymore. I, I think, I think, I think the, that's what they were trying to I would not be the first one to ride a train over that bridge. Okay. Yeah, it, they were trying to foul the bridge. I don't think they were trying to, like... I mean, they were well, trying to... I, no, I think they were trying to take it If the it blast out, chambers had still been, not been covered like, yeah, in yeah, ice, I mean, that seems there. like, come on, you live in Norway. Let's, you know, that, let's plan a little better. That was pretty dope that they were like, oh, yeah, no, this, this bridge is built to be blown up in the event of an emergency. Very Korean of them. Uh, that's all dude yeah. that's all they have a thing here called the home guard and that's all i want my job to be is like if the russians come over your job is to go blow up a bridge <laughs> get out. that would be awesome yeah that'd be so cool that'd be a cool cool job um, do we think that you... is what happened that do we think any of that has happened in in, in ukraine sorry tangent has there yeah. been any of that in ukraine do you think Bl- like uh, Brit- sure bridges are yeah. like oh yeah this we... wasn't supposed to blow up like uh, uh no i'm not well I think they have definitely blown up some bridges. I don't know if Ukraine. There's that big famous one in the Crimean bridge that they blew. Yeah, up. yeah, but I don't know that Ukraine like designed. So like Korea famously, literally every span near North Korea has charges pre-wired in that you just push a button and it explodes, and then is also set up so that they have a second part of it that they can then throw another top on it to do the reinvasion to go the other way. Awesome. Um, so like they that just is... they literally have planned that into all of their bridges. I think Ukraine is just like, well, we've got to blow up some bridges now. Yeah, that's a, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is probably a less organized uh, destruction. That makes sense. Um, that makes a lot of sense. Speaking of other badasses, can we talk about Henrik Mestov in this movie, <laughs> whom I love seeing? Oh he's God. doing, I don't know if you could tell, you guys probably can't tell, but he's, I had a really hard time understanding um, the people talking in this movie. Yeah. Because they're doing the accent. They're doing the, like, northern, northern Norway accent. I just, it, God uh, help. I couldn't. It, it's like a different language to me. Yeah. Um, but Henrik Mestad is doing a bit of that accent work, uh, mm-hmm. which which I yeah. thought was pretty, pretty funny. Was I love this scene when, when they're marching, when they're marching past the Germans and they're like, you can't, you can't walk, you can't march here, though. And he goes, uh, yeah. yeah. We, we are marching here. March here. We are marching <laughs> <laughs> such a badass like and he did I, he recorded his own english voice for the for our copy of it. oh did he yes it was him oh, like did it was, you watch a dubbed copy of yes it? i watched it i did i watched a dubbed copy and it was uh, his voice that's I, awesome. no, so I watched it recognizably I, yeah i watched the norwegian too 
Oh. Uh, did you, uh, that's fun. Oh, cool. Oh, right, yeah, that's cool. That for, that's that. awesome. Good. Uh, that is, that's great. Yeah. yeah. That, uh, can we talk about just bad while we're please. on badassery of yeah? Keep going. Uh, keep going. The uh, in the sh- when they're in that like landing ship, uh, like the beach landing yeah. ship, and the yeah. the bomb goes off and everybody but him ducks. Except <laughs> ducks. I was like, that is such that was such a cool shot. I I I loved that shot. That I did great. love that. I, I, although I guess like it's not like. What what I I, we, I I presume actually I haven't checked if he's playing a real person because I'm wondering if that guy has combat experience because since they Norway did not fight in the first World War when would this guy have experienced this kind of stuff before or is he just a badass I no, think he may ju- you know? I think he may just be like a a bat like a I, I, we have to I, do this is Norwegian swelling within me and yeah because uh, yeah, I, I mean the the actual commander did exactly what the actual commander did the actual commander was a part of the far right party of Norway and surrendered uh, and like surrendered the troops uh more or less and yeah, so yeah. He, he was like fuck that I'm yeah. we fighting yeah. and and leading a charge up the hill with just a pistol while all while his <laughs> men are retreating screaming at her I will shoot you if you if you retreat like that is... uh, I I found that battle I found that battle a little bit like guys cosplaying in the woods kind of pew 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 you know what I mean a little bit and, yeah but um, it, is st- it worked for me it worked for me Okay, that's I, I I mean like you can see the budget constraints. I mean, I mean yeah, one thing I always sure. try to remember these movies, these Norwegian movies, is you know like you know if we truly were comparing this to Saving Private Ryan, like it, there's no question <laughs> yeah, yeah. on any of these things. So, Absolutely. But I mean, given given the constraints of it, I, I think that you know they I thought it doing a, a good job. Like, Absolutely. And I, Absolutely. I, yeah. I, I liked the main guy also beside uh, that played uh, Gunnar. Like seemed like a real like you know he seemed like a young. Um, a realistic kind of guy. Um, I think the his characterization isn't. You know, it's a kid, a man who loves his his kid and wants to get back to his family. And, right. You know, like beyond that, like how. You know, there's these moments that, that they put into the film, like the trench battle when he kills the German. He thinks that guy's maybe pulling a grenade or a weapon at the end, and he's really yeah. the German is pulling a photo of his family. And Gunnar says, like, why, why are you, you here? Yeah. Which, you know, I feel like I've seen in a bunch of movies before, but so I, I don't think this movie, like, reinvented anything that really... The, the, the only thing that I think I haven't really seen before is... Um, I, uh, is how they handle the character of Ingrid. Because my mm. ex- expectations when this movie uh, started, uh, and once you can see, okay, this person speaks German, she's going to be, she, she is going to be kind of our way of seeing the German perspective of when they rolled, rolled in and taken over the town. And then she's going to work with these British guys to pass it. And like, it's going to mm. be a try. We're going to see the, the soldier on the battlefield and the civilian who all help. All but they actually the flip thing, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, like, and it's going to be a good message at the end, even though, like, because I know that we're, we're, we're eventually leading to a, an ultimate German victory, but, uh, right. you know, like, oh, wait, but we're going to see the, the, the strong-hearted Norwegians who stood up and fought as long as they could. But actually, she's portrayed as, a, you know, someone who is one of the, uh, you know, the, one of the collaborators because she had worked with yeah. them, and, and actually she did, you know, she sells out the British here. I think for very understandable reasons. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, no, to keep her kid alive yeah. and getting, and understandably very quickly, like, I, I, I'm, I, I'm sure you guys had the same kind of thoughts, but one, once she is being ostracized by the, 
you know, the, the, uh, the, the other people, Narvik, at the end of the movie, this is, it made me think of a lot of the actual Germans at the end of the war that were thought of as, as collaborators and what happened to the, as especially those women, how they were treated. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also thought it was really sad with Ulla, when Ulla's like, I'm not allowed to go out and celebrate, because he wanted to just go out and be with everybody. He just wanted to be, with, oh. just wanted to celebrate. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. It, I, I really love that that dynamic of this story and i think that's kind of the what held me going for the for the movie yeah. like throughout the the time jumps and the kind of like vignettes of mm-hmm. like a, it was a series of vignettes to, basically mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and that tension that like oh she is not she's not you know fighting with her husband and ingley's not not mm-hmm. fighting I mean, she is yeah. at first, but then, yeah, like you said, it has to make that extraordinarily difficult. But you know, mm-hmm. uh, no, nobody can blame yeah. her for making that 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 choice. Mm-hmm. It's like you got mm-hmm. you, you got to do what you got to do to survive in in war. Yeah, if if anybody doesn't know, what we're talking about. I don't know who would listen to the podcast, but what, without watching the movie, but her kid gets basically an infection oh, yeah. and gets sick. And when when she wakes up in the bunker and is starting to scream, I thought he was dead. And I thought like, so again, too. It read. I was like, really like limp body. Out. I was like, oh, well, and gets yeah. he has shrapnel on him, right, from the yeah. grenade. Yeah, in the shoulder. Yeah, so yeah. clearly an infection that had spread, and he was maybe not breathing. Really. And then that leads her to run out in the middle of the bombardment, which I thought was a very cool scene. Seeing that like, was the, the, badass. The gunfire. You see the tracer, tracer fire out, yeah. going over her head, and the fires burning. I, I thought that looked really good. I didn't quite get like the topography of what of like yeah. who was shooting and where like it looked like the bullets were only yeah, coming yeah. from one way and they were shooting into mm-hmm. a, a fire it, it was it looked yeah. really cool but i have no <laughs> idea what i was looking at. no idea <laughs> yeah. but yeah, it, it was that, great that, that, i love that scene yeah mm-hmm. um you know what other thing i un, uncontroversial opinion i would hope uh mm-hmm. you know what i hate seeing the nazi flag yeah. and yeah. When, when you see that that conference room in the hotel where they you we, we you know she fir- we first are introduced to her as she's doing the translation for the german side mm-hmm. when they're having like the kind of chamber of commerce being promoted like look at us all working together in this beautiful city um and then we see that 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 set piece is used um uh, multiple times and then uh, once the Germans are there and they're meeting with uh, 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 you know it's like the mayor of Narvik or something mm-hmm. they don't actually show it but they go through the entire scene and one of the last things the camera pans and they've already hung up the Nazi flag in the back and then, and, and you know like, which is replaced you know the Norwegian flag before and I'm just like fucking hate that flag man yeah. and it just it's it's, it's I, I do like that kind of like, stuff being put in there yeah. um as a good reminder to all our listeners, if you see a Nazi, feel free to punch him right in the face. <laughs> this is not legal advice. No, not legal not advice, legal advice. Nor a specific not call legal. to violence. Not no, at, we are not no, calling not, for violence. Yes. No. Uh, Kevin is saying if you punch the Nazi, he understands. Like, that's exactly He's not asking you actively we to punch have Nazis. Any, nobody's sponsoring us. We don't have anybody. Legally, <laughs> yes, we can't condone. We uh, can't, uh, nobody should fight. Condone violence. Can't condone uh, violence. Moving on. But yeah, Ingrid. So I want to talk, did you guys have any more thoughts about Ingrid? I really like this actor. I, she hasn't actually done that much, but everything we've seen her in, I thought she was great. In like, She was the one in Beforeners that does one little scene at the beginning that is uh, with the Jack the Ripper. Oh, yeah, line, yeah. If you yeah. remember. Yes, yeah. yes. I mean, she does a very good, like, she, she plays a complex character who's going through a 
like a tough time. I think she does a very good job of it. Like she's constantly conflicted. I think, mm-hmm. you know, she's sympathetic to the British, although they actually treat her quite they're poorly. They're kind of dicks. Yeah, they're right? 100%. They're, they're, they're cause... huge dicks. And they were like, well, they don't need to know that you're hiding us mm-hmm. yet or whatever. Yeah. Like they, they don't, yeah, they, let's like... hope they don't find out. Uh, and then they, the Nazis I... actually treat her quite nicely. Right? I mean, that, you know, they're Nazis and she yeah. is not on their side, um, though, until she more or less is coerced you know, to be with medical stuff. I don't know. I, I wanted to add in, yes, I, I agree. I think she is the most complex character, has the most to work with in the movie. I mean, she, you know, it's, and, and some things come out of nowhere, like when her father in law is killed, kind of. Mm. I was not ready for that, especially since we know that actor from, from a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, but I, I, um, you know, I thought it, it is interesting to put yourself in the mindset. We actually already got an email from Joanne, uh, Joanne, who oh. put it, sent in her thoughts on the movie. Which she, I get one thing she noted that I had not third uh, thought about yet is that uh, she's like it, her understanding is that the a lot of people didn't know about how. I mean, the, how truly the 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 true like mass crimes of the the Nazis were mm-hmm. not really understand understood at this point in 1940 right so right. i think a lot of norwegians and especially you know this is a, t- a period of time through the 1930s that a lot of people were very sympathetic to the idea of maybe not necessarily german like fascism but fascism generally you think of like henry ford yep. or charles Lindbergh in america who, who thought like, oh Hitler. this yeah th- this is a viable this is a yeah. viable uh like uh, political order that can we can use to like revitalize the economy and do this and yeah we gotta go it's smash good for some... people it's, it's not just good for like the economy yeah. it's like good for the wellness yeah. of people there's the a, well- a lot the, yeah because like, yeah health benefits. yeah the ethno um it's kind of like a darwin there, like the, that yeah. true sense of, yeah darwinian ethno states of like well you know our peoples will will, exactly. will dominate and then i mean and, the, the insidious uh, yeah. part is like oh yeah no we're gonna survive because we're gonna we're, eliminate yeah. a bunch of other and, people and so i think a lot of people in in nori at the time and it were just kind of like i think that I, I understand we're just like i just don't want to be involved in this this right. is a, this is those european powers the germans the brits the french they've been all killing each other for centuries over right. shit. let's stay out of this and when the germans show up and they're trying to be you know like i understand that like these germans show up and they're like we are the superior race we are this is this yeah. is and this is an un you know like as is noted in the in the title of the movie you know hitler's first defeat the the nazis hadn't lost yet like yeah. they this was wild that they they had rolled into Poland, or, you know, like the prior, prior they had gone into Austria, Czechoslovakia, they had taken back the Rhineland, like, and no one had stopped them. They're like, this is an inevitable march. Yeah. And then they roll into the Scandinavia. They and have like, all that confidence of, oh, we can. And, and yeah. yeah, like, come and join us, be part of the great empire that we are building. So I, I, I think that was like very interesting. I, we obviously bring a lot of the baggage of like, they are very evil with their yeah. swastikas. But, and, but the, so, if yeah. they are in the, in that moments in those moments are they they it, the evil is there but it's subdued. Mm-hmm. Um, why mm-hmm. I just got a thing that says call in yeah, yeah, ten minutes. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna keep rolling. We'll okay, figure it out. All right. Um, and the uh, uh, lost my train of thought. Oh, uh, they're 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 nice. They're the Nazis are are nice, and that's how mm-hmm. I, I think that you know it disarms you in the same kind of way that. Uh, people uh, in in the U.S. would tend to pervert yeah. their own, you know, uh, belief systems in order to appear like I'm. Oh, I'm just being nice. Like, 
Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm killing you with kindness, and, and but I do it want you to, to be you know uh, removed from society. But yeah, it's okay. and we'll it's a very sur- it, it's a very surface level because of course the moment it meets any kind of resistance, there's uh, obviously like a polite explanation of no, I can't help you. I must prioritize. I am really doing this, and even like to the extent the British guys are manipulating her in the same exactly. way and angry. They're like when when they they are like their lives are threatened. They rely on her like our lives are in your hand. You have to take care of us. So she is guilted by that and then takes takes them to the cabin and then they flip on her and be like well now you have to keep helping us and giving us intelligence or you know a vague like a vague threat to yeah. her and so yeah. she is really like getting manipulated by these two sides who really just see her as a pawn mm-hmm. um, obviously I think one has the moral high ground in who they are manipulating as a pawn Absolutely, but yeah. still um, yeah. yes. she, she definitely I'm, I'm sure that played a big part of her decision like look I am not going to be getting help from either side i mean this one side can can give me give my child keep him alive but mm-hmm. the other side is you know fuck him yeah exactly did you guys have any other thoughts on any of the other uh, actors performances uh, that we saw in the movie anything that really stood out for you or maybe didn't that you wish was a bit stronger i john you uh, I defer to John. I feel like Kevin and I have been talking too much. No, like, I, yeah. I, you know, I, I kind of gave my like kind of overview summary of my my thoughts. No, I, I mean it, the movie, you know, it did a lot. It, it put a lot into mm-hmm. two hours, perhaps too much. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe one set piece or vignette too many, as far as the different ones we talked about. Um, mm-hmm. But. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I actually, I really like the French guy, but I'll talk about him maybe in a minute. Uh, Pierre, yeah, uh, whose name, of course, was the... Pierre. Uh, I liked him. I think I thought he did a very nice job. Uh, oh, random question: um, Why didn't the Norwegians have helmets? They're very poor. No, but like, <laughs> they, like they didn't have a lot. I genuinely think they were probably weren't issued. They weren't expected. They they just didn't have the. the they, they just weren't issued that, but like, that wasn't part of their uniform. Oh, yeah. Because oh, they're gonna, they're supposed yeah. to be remain neutral. Yeah, I guess it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they didn't, they weren't geared up for, yeah. uh, for battle. Yeah. Okay. That yeah. makes, a, it makes a little more sense. Because I was just thinking that, like, in the in the battles, like, the Germans had the helmets and the French had the fireman helmets. The French have those... Uh, uh, the French ones, yeah. I love yeah. those. I want, um, I want one. <laughs> yes. We, well, we can talk more about that. But let's take a brief pause. And we're back. We're back. Sorry, we we had a bit of technical difficulties here as we got kicked out of our uh, our conference call. But uh, we're back here to continue this lovely conversation. John might sound a little bit different because he is recording on a new device. But that Actually, doesn't matter because it's still. This is John. I am the same. What are you talking about? Puberty has hit John very Please. very strangely. Yeah. yeah. Um, angry. <laughs> Keeping, keeping my talk about Ingrid, you know what I did like? Um, what was her line about the guys like, uh, the days are getting oh, longer. I, and she, yeah, I, no I, I rewind and watch that again, too. He's like, I, I, I don't... I don't <laughs> That's a good uh, line, actually. I only have nightmares during the day. And yeah. she's like, well, it's getting longer. Soon there won't be any day left. <laughs> or no, no, no the, yeah. uh, days yeah, are getting there, longer. There will be so no night. No night left. And I thought that was awesome be, because it's like, yeah, yeah. there's a... One, you know, because they're north and it's light. And... 
I we get we yeah, get the metaphor there. Kevin. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> angle of the earth and the sun and uh, okay. Well, I right, think guys... for our, our listeners who may not have that may not have been an immediate uh, thing. Yes, uh, listeners, you the guys curvature want to go to... of the earth and the distance from yes, the so... sun affects the length of the days and the nights. If we're trying to, you know what? You know what? I don't have to explain myself. I don't have to justify my actions. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I stand by mm-hmm. it. The Earth is flat. Don't we all know I that? I do. It is. I do also uh, so want to talk about um, Alan Ingrid and and um, yes and Gunnar. Uh, one thing I think this this movie does really what what does well um, as opposed to some other uh, war movies is. They yeah. really emphasize how young the soldiers are. They really, they, they look I, I like, feel like there's an emphasis yeah. on the the innocence and the, the loss of innocence. And but the, mm-hmm. you know, these soldiers who were just we're we're, we're we're neutral. We're not supposed to be fighting. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, then they all, are all have to all of a sudden have are thrust into this into war yeah. basically. Um, Why so, do you think it, it really? How do you think it, it, it showed th- that their innocence or how young they are? As opposed, is it literally just the casting? Literally, or, just yeah, they're you they're young that? people. They're uh, the. I mean, mm-hmm. there is a new family. Uh, you know, they're the the dad when he first went um, to the the, the the inn and saw his dad there. I thought that mm-hmm. was like another. I thought it was like one of, the, one of his friends, so like I I, how young I read that as like yeah, as yeah. A, he's a young dad. His son is as you know mm-hmm. weighs you know 130 pounds soaking wet, and mm-hmm. he's like yeah this is these are these are our our kids, they're mm-hmm. being you know thrown out into war and and then at the at the very end kind of the when uh, Gunnar is saying goodbye to the French and uh, the other soldiers he's like it's a very like bonding manly like i have to go do my duty with my family like i'm evolved yeah i don't know i felt i to me that i had kind of the opposite i felt that that was a little like pat you know like the 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 bonding you know like it it, it was a little like i i struggled with the characterization of gunnar as being a little bit more uh a flat character yeah. and like, and especially when he comes, you know, like I didn't get a sense of whether, what is this guy's background? What is he, what does he really want? He, I mean, like, what do we know? He's a dad. He loves his son and he's coming home to his wife. Like I, as opposed, I feel like as opposed to Ingrid, who I think we got a little bit more of like her inner, inner life. And, and I've, yeah, I, I can see that. I, I would mm-hmm. say that I, I think, well, if it, I mean, if it worked for you, Kevin, it worked yeah. for you. So that like, I think that, Norwegian, the Norwegian pride carried a lot of weight in this movie i mean it's also like i think i think you can see that as a commentary to some extent on both war movies but also the way we perceive history right we tend Mm -hmm. to focus on and valorize the the typically young men in the trenches who are are doing the fighting and like to be fair that is takes incredible bravery is very dangerous um like you know that is that is what is happening in war um but you know they're also they can have a pretty singular focus and mission and have orders and exist in a structure uh it's Mm -hmm. there are 
a lot of more complex, nuanced choices that you are making as a civilian in an occupied country, right? Right. Um, and I, I, so I, I kind of, I, maybe there's something intentional about that, that mm-hmm. dichotomy. Um, that yeah. yes, he's Gunnar is, is is facing some challenge, is facing challenges and and risking his life. Um, but Ingrid is like facing a lot of complex challenges as well. Yeah. Yeah, but course. and then right. but he, him coming back to Ingrid at the at the end, I think, shows and that immediately assuming she slept with someone. That you're I cool. mean, it, it, I was like, buddy, come on, like that's, that's it. Your wouldn't she? Thought? She said, "I, I, our son was like, I did what I had to do." Yeah. I don't think that that wording is. You know, well, it's it's ambiguous. And she was well, and she's like the grenade, the British grenade that. Um, that injured your son, probably the same one that killed your father. Uh, And he's like, that was an accident. They're like, you know, they're just doing it. It's like, okay, but, I mean, she she was there. That was pretty, I didn't appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, uh, Final kind of question, just just to put this in context of the other movies we've seen, I want to know where you guys rank this um, in the World War II films uh, that we've covered. So I'll just say mine then, mm. since, since I, I'm here. I still say number one, still the best, was Max Manus. Max Manus, yeah. definitely yeah. Max Manus, no question. Yeah. yeah. And then the others were then, it's it's Twelfth Man, King's Choice, and Betrayed. I think, King's Choice uh, is as a you guys know, movie. I, don't know. Yeah. I didn't like that though. No, you Remember, didn't like if you that. recall, like, right. I, I kind of bumped on that one. And so I'm, I'm saying that's not my, I my number two. Your number two, yeah. Okay. Oh, the, the, then... the King's Choice is my number two. This this would be yeah, probably yeah. four, four. Five, okay, maybe. yeah. And then you you put Betrayed eh. and Twelfth Man at the bottom. Yeah. Or... Okay. I I mean, like you said, it was I... a, it was a perfectly serviceable World War Two movie. Yeah. None none of the yeah. movies we've seen, the World War Two movies we've watched, are bad. I enjoyed them all, but like in terms of mm-hmm. eh, who needed the Twelfth Man, honestly. Yeah, that's where I kind of put my mind. To me, it was I. I got like Max Manus. I really I like Betrayed just because of the subject matter and that ending scene will always stick with me. Yeah. Um, and then I probably put you know this and then around you know Twelfth Man and King's Choice. Now, who knows if if you actually went and looked our, our ratings of each of the individual? Any idea and, and what yeah, it's probably this totally stuck, wrong. Like the Twelfth Man does. This. The Twelfth Man does not stick in my head at all I, in the same way that I think Max Madison and, and Betrayed did. Yeah, I think um, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Shall we go to our categories? I think yeah. so. Oh, one thing I, I thought was, last real quick thought, um, I thought that mm-hmm. it was really interesting that um, this focused, you know, this war made it made it clear that World War II was so much about logistics and just like, getting raw materials and preventing these ships from it was so much you know the, the strategic uh the strategery of it all was uh i thought was came across very uh very well in, in like all right we have to do this so that this other town can do this and then we all like we're all all these moving parts and we're just a, one cog in this giant war machine mm-hmm. kind of thing and that's all mm-hmm. cool that was cool um uh, but who won? Who won the movie for you Ooh. guys? Uh, I think clear, a clear choice. Uh, Jesper Berg, also known as Major Omdahl. <laughs> uh, Major Omdahl. Yeah. Uh, he he. You know he he worked hard. Uh, he he led his troops. He inspired. I think he yeah. won. Did he, he won? 
And he and he lived to he lived to uh, to tell the tale. Yeah, despite right? I, running I, I up a, a, a hill with a pistol. Yeah, he's he, yeah. he did it. That's with no helmet. No helmet. Brave man. <laughs> hey Kevin, who who do you have as the winner? Uh, you're not gonna. I don't. I don't like this answer. The Nazis. But they the lost. Nazis. I guess tech. I guess in this. in the movie, they. They, they, it's like it short lived. The, the, the coda of the movie it was, was like, yeah, it was short lived. Uh, and then they eventually yeah, you see all these Norwegians celebrating. Yeah, it's like, like oh, well, it's gonna get they got their shit wrecked a couple uh, months later. So, uh, it, it's in the movie. Yeah, no, I don't like that they came back, but that's. My answer. Yeah. All right. I put I put the actress that played Ingrid, um, uh, Christina Hartigan. Mm-hmm. Liked her and everything. Yeah. Super cool. She speaks three different languages in this movie, all pretty well. Pretty yeah. Um, pretty dope. And and that, that's pretty hard to act in three different languages. So, but uh, pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just think of that. Who, that is uh, who, a good point. Who lost the movie for you guys, John? Do you have a loser? Uh, I do. Well, I have the character of Ingrid. But as representative of people in wartime, yeah. right? Uh, I mean, civilians in war lose. Mm-hmm. Yep. The reason, Fair as, point. as discussed. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. See prior conversation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kevin, who's your loser? Um, my loser is uh, every every German. That's also part of the. It's you know Nazis. What? The winners okay. and losers. Because getting shot in the back like several times, like having they just they suck so bad. Okay. That was my only way that I could justify them okay. being the winner is that they were yep. also the loser. Okay, okay, yeah. I, guess, I mean, they ultimately they do lose in the end. They do lose. <laughs> it just takes a couple of years. You know what? Um, my was, loser yeah. is also a group a group of soldiers. However, it's all the Norwegian. Uh, French, British, and Polish soldiers who died before Gunnar decides to tell everyone that there is a secret other way up to the machine gun nest. <laughs> that, that they have decided to charge straight up a hill and get mowed down. And then after they retreat, he turns and goes, don't worry, guys, there's a shortcut around here. And I'd be like, what the fuck, Gunnar? <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a good point. I, I mean, oh, if, it, if they they needed to be downrange, they needed to be drawing fire so that they could sneak up behind him. Oh my God! Tell someone beforehand. This is like in Game of Thrones when Sansa didn't tell uh, all the guys that that what is it, Littlefinger's army was coming. Just yeah. tell them so we can plan around it. The communication right. was not particularly. We didn't. Yeah. They didn't have headsets and like yes, they did constant not. communication between yeah. all uh, parties you have to take, take matters um, in your own hands sometimes who uh, who is your guy uh, John Pierre no question uh, god damn it John no you're not going I'm going first already, it's Pierre I, it's, I, yes. I already previewed this earlier in the, in the episode yeah. I know I know but why but I want to know why is Pierre your guy going to be better but I think he was just an amazing French soldier man He's incredibly French, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And I just love, mm-hmm. and it's, I, I just want to say, I have never wanted a jacket so badly. Right? Those jackets his, are awesome. Dude, they were so good. They, 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 I don't even know what that material is called, but it's like what all those hipsters wear, like when, when I think of like cold, cold, like Brooklyn or something. But he has this awesome, awesome jacket with that helmet, and he's just so exceedingly French. So and, French. And that is the sole reason why I, 
I want my my guy is Pierre's jacket. That's all right. <laughs> oh, nice. Or is that our rating criteria? But uh, yeah, it's just... no, it's not. It's too cool to be rated because it's 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 God. It's just so fucking fly. Um, my guy, especially with that helmet. Yeah. Oh my god, that hel- the helmet should yeah. have. Won it is. An award. They look so much cooler. They like do. the French. That's they're gonna go to war. They're not gonna go practical. They're gonna go like we're gonna we're gonna die, but we're gonna look good. We're gonna look like fucking badasses. Yeah. Yeah, my guy uh, is guy? the mayor of Narvik. Ah, also, the what? Norwegian yeah. Malcolm Gladwell looking dude. <laughs> That's not wrong. Uh, I thought he was yeah. he was so earnest and was like, you know what? I'm gonna mayor the shit out of this town, even in the face of these jackasses that are coming in, like trying to negotiate, but then like not taking any shit from them, and you know. He's doing what he could. Then they were, you know, doing what they. I, I, I really liked him. I thought he had a lot of tenacity, and it was a, mm-hmm. it's a good character. I liked him. Uh, 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 that that is a good one. Um, John, did I'm sorry. Did did you have more you wanted to say about Pierre? No, I, I echo your points on Pierre. Uh, I, you know, <laughs> which were mo- entirely uh, jacket based. Yeah, I mean, and just general Frenchness uh, of 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 his character. It was great. He really pulled right. it off. Do you know what the population of Narvik is? If you wanted to guess. 25,000. 25,000 people. 15,000 people. It's 18,000 wow. today. Or no, it's a, uh, yeah, 18,000 today. Wow. This is probably why I, I have, have not happened. really heard of it before, unlike the other ports yeah. that have been named. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's go to our rating system. Um, as always, we rate on a one to six scale based off an object that I identify from the, the film. And I wanted to go with one that I thought was adorable, which was the toy locomotive. That oh, gets. that was cute. And specifically, I guess maybe, uh, John probably didn't see this, but the way he says it in, he goes, uh, when, when he gets it as a gift, he goes, locomotive. <laughs> It's just super cute the way he says, "Looky, I actually think He's they so did happy. keep that in, or oh, or they had cute. the child actor voice saying like "locomotive," but it was yeah, it was it very was similar. Okay. So, how many uh, toy locomotives would you uh, give this film, uh, uh, John? Would you like to go first? Ah, uh, sure. I am going to give it a solid three on our scale of. One yep. to six locomotives. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it was it was enjoyable enough. It was a war movie. It was, I think, in some of the battle scenes and in general, it was beautifully shot. Um, yeah. And and I appreciated the complexity of Ingrid's character. I, I do think it was too long. I think they included a little too much. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, we didn't get to know necessarily like in depth some of the other characters. But I, I thought it, it was enjoyable. I. I'm happy to have watched it. Probably would not watch again. Classic three. Yep. All right. Yeah. Uh, I'm. I'm just saying. Ditto. Ditto. Three. That's it, John. You, that's exactly how I feel. All right. I'm, yep. I'm gonna give it a little bit. I'm gonna give it a little bit higher. I'm gonna give it a three point five. Um, okay. Mostly for the practical effects and mm-hmm. like the the production design of it all was was really that that I mean yeah mm-hmm. it, like you said. Perfectly serviceable mm-hmm. World War II movie. It's great. It was yeah. the action was good. Yeah. The story was compelling. The, mm-hmm. At least one character was deeply, <laughs> you know, compelling, and you followed her throughout the whole movie. And 
I thought it was, yep. I thought you know three point five maybe maybe three point seven five who knows but uh, but yeah <laughs> three three and All three right. quarters locomotives. Um, and I am going to uh, right here drop in uh, uh, Erlen's thoughts because I'm very I'm very curious what yeah. what he thought. Hey of Erlen, this what movie. do you think? Yeah yeah oh, let's see all right I'll play it right here. Hello everybody. Um, sorry I couldn't make it this time around, but um, sending you this from the smoldering heat of Rome right now. I'm about to step outside actually into some crazy crazy heat, but. Anyways, uh, over to Mladivik. My overall thoughts on this movie, I would say, um, I thought it was a interesting structured movie. Like it was a well-structured movie in terms of, you know, there's a historical context here that everybody knows because this was so early in the war that you kind of know what's gonna happen. Uh, and I think my favorite part of the structure and the narrative elements is just kind of that it, it, it the, 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 the dilemmas that these people faced, uh, particularly between the, the the lead actress and the lead actor about you know where your alliance is, um, uh, who are you going to be loyal to, what do you have to do to to make sure that your loved ones are safe, those things are really well told in this film, and I think that was my favorite part about it. Um, over to the parts that I maybe didn't love as much. I, I thought the first half was kind of a little, uh, actually kind of a little boring to be to be honest, or or not boring, but maybe a, a little less engaging. And then I felt like it really picked up it uh, the pace and and uh, it really knew the story that it wanted to tell in the second half. Like that's when the dilemmas part became a lot more um, well delivered and a lot more concise. And it was also obviously also when the the action scenes became a little better, uh, but overall I, I would, I'd say that that kind of summarizes where I stand on the film. And um, for me, the winner of the film has has got to be the uh, the little boy. Uh, I mean, he survived the shrapnel attack and and the surgery, and more importantly, he was one of the few characters that was you know at at such a young age he didn't have to face those dilemmas that I was talking about and I feel like that makes you a true winner uh who lost the movie I mean yeah that's a tough one it was it was filled with losers overall um maybe the characters the main the main guy and the and the main girl being the the ones particularly who lost because they had to be the ones who faced those dilemmas um but also maybe just like railroads and stuff you know they got got a bit of a beating in this one um, and my guy, I guess, it, I mean, it's got to be the, the good night of the main dude. I mean, that guy uh, proved himself to be pretty, pretty uh, successful soldier. Definitely knew how to blow shit up and do what he was meant to do. And uh, for the overall rating, I'm going to have to go with three out of six locomotives. Um, I thought it was just completely okay. I, I, uh, I enjoyed it, but I didn't love it. Okay. Well said. Well uh, said, Erlen. Well, as always. I'm not um, sure I agree, but I might. <laughs> look. God damn it. I hate these jokes. Um, <laughs> if anybody wants to email us. Oh, wait. No, we got to talk about our next movie. So our next movie oh, yeah. is oh. Uh, we're going to flip a coin for the next movie. Don't know what we're going to do. Yep. Yeah, so um, it's between two, both of which are available on Amazon in the U.S. So one is the 2021 film The Burning Sea. 
And the other is the 2019 film Psycho Bitch. <laughs> which, so, uh, which side so, gets uh, America? Right. America gets Psycho Bitch. Uh, wait, wait, what, what, are you, what are you flipping? Side, I'm flipping a challenge coin from the Norwegian Royal Embassy uh, for the Office of the Defense Attaché in Washington, D.C. On one side is the American flag in the capital. That's going to be for Psycho Bitch. And the Norwegian flag side is the Burning Sea. So All right. we're flip it. It's the American side. We're going to watch Psycho Hell Bitch. Hell yeah, Psycho Bitch. Just All like right. America. The two, we will be watching the 2019 film Psycho Bitch. Uh, <laughs> if anybody has any thoughts on this wild ranting podcast, please send it in at podfornoriga at gmail.com. And we will catch you next time. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you all. Have a lovely summer. Goodbye. Bye.